0: We are thrilled to have you in the private suite once again. Today, we are joined by the richest man in vaporwave, Porter Vong. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, my friend. It's me, Porter Vong, here Here to talk to you about winning and the secrets of success. You haven't heard of me. My clients know me as the richest man in vaporwave. I have a lot of money. I'll be answering questions from my clients as well as telling a little on me for those who are new.
0: Including some questions from our patrons, uh, readers, some listeners, and staff members as well as other artists in the community. So we got a lot of uh, questions for you. And uh, we're hoping that you're just as excited as as us to be on the show as we are to have you and really excited to learn how we can have it all. So tell us about yourself. Like, are you having a winning day today?
1: Well, you know I'm having a winning day. I'm ready to share the spirit of success with you and your listeners.
0: Oh, for sure. You communicate with people so much in the community. It's ab- it's absolutely incredible. I just want to give you props right out of the gate uh, with that. Like, you support. Thank you, my people. friend. Oh, a- anytime, man. You you're such a positive light in the community. And I like through my research, I kind of see. I've been digging around a little bit and you talk to so many people and a lot of smaller artists as well, which I think is something that needs to happen more in the community. Like it's harder. That's the, that's the whole problem. Like people are trying to break into the community, but they don't get seen as much as some other people. So shout out to you for being that light for everybody.
1: Well, thank you so much. Uh, you're, you're definitely right. My friend, uh, a lot of people, have that trouble with breaking out or they don't know what to do. And the first thing I will tell you, even if you just heard of the richest man right now, maybe you're thinking Porter, he's new. He, His persona, it's the only thing that has gotten where he is. But the truth is I've had to do a lot of work, take my time mm-hmm. and cultivate this thing from the ground up. And it takes months, it takes years. And it's not just something that there's a yes or no or a wiki how to. And so for me the thing with the richest men and reaching out to the smaller artists is that the winner circle is still growing for me. Mm. I'm still getting new clients every day. And so for me it's it's just like I teach everyone winning is better together. And so as my success grows, I like to think that I could use that as fuel to inspire someone else, to advise someone else, even if it's just one smaller person at a time, and even if I can't get back to everyone right away. At least to make an effort to make my clients successful—that's what it's all about for me. Oh,
0: that's incredible. You take you take so much time out of your day to do this stuff. It's really commendable. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your your backstory, a little bit? Maybe how you you know discovered Vaporwave and why you grabbed onto it.
1: Absolutely. So the richest man actually goes back a lot longer than any of my new clients may realize. Oh. I have been in Vaporwave for about over three years now. Just as an observer? Yeah. When I first... uh, The thing is, my friend, music in general, I've been doing for years and years. Um, My background is in studio training and actually making commercial music with kind of that pop producer mindset. That's how I was taught in the beginning, uh, actually, from people in the industry and in a studio and for a long time i kind of held on to those ideas that a lot of producers still have about this is the one way that a mix is supposed to be this is the objective way that something is supposed to sound you're you're always supposed to do your drums like this you're always supposed to layer your samples and your instruments like that and when i discovered vaporwave what actually happened was it caused me to undo a lot of that, and it caused me to kind of find a new freedom creatively that I didn't have before. Even with the experience and the knowledge, it it was something else that I was missing that Vaporwave helped me find.
0: That's incredible. So you're bringing like this whole studio mindset to Vaporwave, and then sort of abandoning it at the same
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could, uh, if you could hear. <laughs> My very first album, which I'm not going to tell you about on air. Okay. It is, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. And you can definitely hear where I was coming from in the sense that I liked the idea with this weird music I just discovered. Sometimes you couldn't tell if someone actually was an experienced musician or producer, what have mm. you, or if they were just someone who opened up a workstation that day to slow down some songs i like that kind of ambiguity of not just actual anonymity of people's identities but of uh, whether people knew what they were doing or not you really never know
0: yeah that's something i think about all the time as well and again it leads back to the sort of problem when people are trying to break into the community and as an observer you kind of You can't distinguish who's actually trying to do that and put the extra time in for it, and who's sort of making a, you know, kind of surface level, simple product that isn't meant to last too long.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I admit I don't want to sound like the richest man. He's all about his own music. But I can see, even in myself, knowing what I've done the past few years and knowing my experience before that, I can see how making music that way and kind of breaking the rules that I learned actually made me a better musician now where as Porter Vong helping my clients I'm making a transition from that style of vaporwave that appealed to me to you know being the richest man wherever I go
0: yeah (laughs) oh, that's incredible you can bring that like duality mindset to the picture
1: um so where where are you living these days is it is it Toronto or? Well, here's the deal, my friends. If you've been following me, if you're one of my clients and you know what happened, Porter Vong, it's true. I got hit by a car. Yeah. I don't know what was going on, but they busted me up. They broke my bones. And usually, my favorite place in the world to work between international business is my mansion in Singapore, as you may know, as my client. But right now, because I got hurt, and i need so much help with stuff i'm staying with mama and papa vong in toronto which is actually where i'm from most people don't know that
0: oh wow that's crazy Wait, what when did they move to toronto and i guess from singapore and when did you kind of follow along with them did you stay back in singapore or you know cuz that's your home base
1: well they they're actually not from singapore um i think generations ago they might have had family in vietnam so the truth about Porter Vong is I'm actually full-on Canadian, my friend. Wow, crazy.
0: I guess that's why your English is so spot on.
1: Well, having to learn English, having to learn Singlish, having to learn to speak internet and memes as well, it all goes into the language of Porter Vong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You, know, you have a lot of um, kind of neat phrasing about the way the way you write and you craft your sentences and paragraphs to really incorporate that, you know, you know, that vapor and Porter Vong combination.
1: Well, at first, if you follow me on my social media, maybe some people who don't, don't know, they think Porter Vong, does he think he's Tom Vu? Porter, he's trying to trick me. I am not trying to trick my clients. And I know I am not Tom Vu, my friend. <laughs> As I say on my social media, Tom Vu is just a face for the spirit of success and the spirit of success, who that's me, the richest man, is actually a composite of all kinds of influences, all kinds of good money.
0: Yeah. So just to go back to you uh, getting hit by a car. So you, you were a pedestrian and you got hit by the car, right?
1: I was a pedestrian on international business and I had some time between meetings to grab a coffee crossing at the crosswalk, someone makes a right turn. She hits me with the car and she gets out. She's crying saying, sir, I was not looking, sir. I'm so sorry, but that doesn't cut it.
0: Yeah, I guess. Oh my God. So crazy. Well, I hope you're recovering. I know you've, uh, you've kind of been down, uh, a couple like limbs, like maybe an arm sort of just while it recovers. So I want to thank you for continuing to hold down the fort, literally. (laughs) (laughs) single-handedly and continuing to change the game this you know while you recover
1: that's right my friend you could tie both my hands behind my back i would do what it takes to be there for my clients and their success yeah for sure
0: and i think I, i think that's something that keeps people um like interested in your work and in your project because you have that that insane like you know you're a winner you have that winning attitude and you're so persistent it's incredible so you're you know you're a music producer you've you have some training for for several years professionally making music and you're also you know the richest man in vaporwave with a true sort of understanding of the secrets of success so we're really excited like i said before to be talking to you to get today to be able to share this information with all of our listeners and all the people that enjoy vaporwave and want to make it too so yeah very excited
1: it's my pleasure to be here and collaborating with private suite which if you're listening to this and you're my client or you're a private suite subscriber you can know richest man private suite magazine more collaborations will be going down in the future
0: awesome Uh, it's a very exciting time for vaporwave and and thank you so much for for being a part of it it's really really special thing what's going on right here
1: thank you my friend
0: anytime so we were talking a bit about your clients there you mentioned them a little bit how exactly do your clients incorporate to your success um and like how do they inspire you to keep you going and then how do you kind of what are some of the ways that you give back to your clients in that way
1: well my clients which to explain to anyone who's listening that's my fans My fans, who are my clients, who I call them the winner's circle. And to be my client, maybe some people are thinking being his client means Porter is just business. Being my client is not only just business, my friend. Mm -hmm. Being my client means you have entered into a willing relationship with me for my service. Okay? It means that I owe you value. I owe you the work to pump you up with the vibes for your success and motivation.
0: Oh, man, that's so awesome. Like, How do you find the time to be so not selfless, but just helpful and constructive and participate with so many people? Like, don't you have a, you know, you don't, you need to eat
1: (laughs) and sleep? (laughs) Uh, Well, the secret to my success is as simple as I teach in my seminars. My friend, one of the first things I tell to my clients, winning is better together. So if you're winning, I'm winning too. Exactly.
0: And I'm so glad to be one of your clients. (laughs) I can't, uh, I can't say that enough. And like I said, you're you're, in the
1: winner's circle.
0: I am and I feel it. Um, We were talking about your inspiring words a little bit. And you know how you organize the time to, to, to communicate with so many people, but also make music at the same time. I know you actually dropped a single, I guess it would have been about a week ago. And uh, I don't know if that's going to be on the new record, but you already have an EP out, some singles, and a new record in the works. Tell us a bit about your music.
1: Yes, well, the new single, Here to Stay, is actually going to be on the new record. The new record is called Came to Win. Now, this, this record, it did get delayed. As we were saying, I got hit by a car and some things happened, which really delayed the process for me. And honestly, I've just been so thankful that my clients have been so patient, so understanding, saying, Porter, we just want you to heal. and They just want Porter Vaughn to, to win and come back for them anytime.
0: Mm-hmm. When it comes to health, you know, being a, being a successful, you know, understanding the secrets of success is not important to us, like nearly as much as health. So we're all really glad that you're doing okay and getting better. And uh, whenever it's appropriate, we'll be excited to start, uh, you know, listening again and getting back into the swing of things. Um, How, I've always wondered, how exactly do you spot a fellow winner or someone that has the potential to be one?
1: Well, it's simple, my friend. It takes one to know one. So when I see a fellow winner, what I really see is that's me before I was a winner. That's me, Porter, trying to win trying to get to the top. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know where to go. That's what I see. And that's how I know that person is fellow winner, just like me, Porter, and I will help them get to the top.
0: Wow. Ah, I keep, I think I've complimented you 10 times already on this show. So I'm going to hold that one back, but man, I can't believe how much you give to people. Like it's, it's incredible. There's, I don't think there's anyone else that cares more about the other people making music in the scene than their own which is maybe an observation. I don't know if that's true, but I think maybe.
1: Well, I think the thing with me, Porter Vong, is not everyone is going to see what you're saying right away. Not everyone understands it right away. And maybe even now, someone thinking, Porter, he's lying. Porter, he doesn't care about the other artists for real.
0: Yeah, it's not genuine. And the thing with
1: that is, yeah, but they don't understand, A who I am, B, they never come to my seminars, and C, they don't know my history. And so they don't understand that a lot of the same support was given to me, and that I came from the same kind of obscurity. Mm. And the other thing that people definitely don't know about, and they might have judgments before knowing, is what you see from me, Porter Vaughn, it's not just, oh, Porter, his new single. It's not just, oh. Porter his tweets to the public I talk to a lot of people in their messages and do I only talk about being happy and winning and making money no I don't only talk about those things I talk about anything people need to talk about maybe they want to talk about their feelings maybe they just want to chat with Porter Vaughn. it's no problem with me and even on top of that on top of taking the time to speak with my clients the other thing I tried to do as often as I can is see an artist with an album, I'm going to buy that album, my friend. You charge me one dollar, maybe I'll give you $10 just to make you feel good so you can make another album.
0: Oh, wow. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I guess you have uh, you have the exp- disposable income. So it's nice to hear that you're I, pu- putting it back into the community.
1: I try to do it as much as I can. And I've given away some gift cards. I've gifted some vinyls and tapes to to send to people through Bandcamp. Yeah. U- usually clients of mine who say, you know, I'm I'm stuck, I'm broke and I really 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 wanted this album. Well, there's a
0: lot of records coming out. It's hard to be able to snag all the ones you want.
1: Yeah, especially this summer, my friend. Wow.
0: Oh, it's been crazy. And we have another record coming from you soon. That's so that's right. exciting. Do we have uh, an expected date we can we can uh, anticipate
1: there's no date on it yet because as things got set back uh, I kind of went back to the drawing board and also reconfigured how I'm going to go about a lot of things around the album and so right now as long as I can provide some sort of content provide some sort of update and just keep my clients posted the date will come eventually
0: awesome well, no rush, like we said, it's it's all about the health, not the Benjamins
1: <laughs> or the music. One thing I will say, though, is uh, I have recently started shipping out my first mixtapes, which if you're one of them who bought it when I first released it, you know there's been some delays with that, uh, some technical delays with, with graphics and supplies and whatnot. Okay. But I've actually been shipping those out gradually. And the reason I've been shipping them out gradually is because I'm sending each client who bought my first mixtape another tape with totally secret, totally exclusive money-making jams on it that only they will hear.
0: Oh my, that's exciting! Yeah, I've uh, I figured you know because of the car accident, you know we're gonna put some of the Porter stuff on the on the bench for a little bit. So yeah, I I ordered one too. Very excited to be receiving it, but um, you
1: will be receiving the golden tape as well. Yeah, sick!
0: Oh my God, that's that'll be like a, a seminar in itself. Just you know, listening back and seeing what what went into it, the the secret tape. Yeah. Both of them, I guess, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's been fun. it's been really fun putting these packages together for you, and my clients. And as I said, I've finally started to be able to send them out. I am finally able to start slightly using my other arm. And as you've heard, I've finally been able to start making more music and releasing some of it. So things are finally starting to come together this summer.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, fantastic. I'm really, really glad to hear it. How does a person qualify to be a member of the winner circle?
1: <laughs> it's really, really simple, my friend. To be a member of the winner's circle, which to be my client is what it means, it's free. It's absolutely no cost to you. Maybe you say, Porter Vaughn, his secrets of success, they're on Bandcamp, on SoundCloud. You can stream for free, you can download it for free. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you know Porter, social media, he's the richest man, and you just want to follow my posts, all free, my friend. If you're following me, you are already in the winner's circle. And anyone who decides to pay me more, I just have to keep on giving you the value that you deserve.
0: Exactly. Um, With your music, um, can you tell us about some of the songs that you've created? Like I know um, Have It All and Show You How might be, uh, I don't know if you want to call them the singles off the EP, but there's also some that weren't featured on the EP, on the cassette. Um, Get It Now, Let's Get Rich. Um, These songs are all, they all take a, sort of different approach to the secrets of success sort of and if you really focus in on these tracks i think there's you can really start to tune in to the frequency that you're operating on
1: (laughs) well my first secret of success that i ever released uh the beginning of the richest man was get it now uh and that song has had a lot of positive feedback even when it was just by itself uh I was really surprised how quickly people took to me, Porter Vong. And I can, tell you, I can tell you about where that came from and how this sort of started to, to make get it now and become the richest man. So for me, my background in Vaporwave, before I was the richest man, I was actually living corporate life. I actually started a corporation like no other corporation that exists. Okay, because I became a living corporation. Yeah. What does it mean to be a living corporation? Being a living corporation means you become one with the corporate identity. And I navigated the corporate surreal and I changed the game by bringing something to the music. Or I guess I'll say back to the music yeah. from the early era of Vaporwave, which is what 10 Tricks Point Never once called. The extra musical elements mm. and what he was saying on that is he said he was starting to appreciate the extra musical elements which is referring to the context and the kind of things around the music that give a sort of life that couldn't have happened otherwise to it and a lot of people who are fans of vaporwave they understand that a lot of people will vouch for that that vaporwave is about context and the things around the music and the presentation of the music. And so being the richest man for me was just kind of doubling down on that idea, but still making something that was maybe a little more objectively appealing than what I was doing with my corporation.
0: Right. I see. Yeah. On the podcast here, I often say that people have a, so the people that do that sort of thing or attempt to kind of have a bit of a brand about them. Uh, when it when it gets large enough, you know, or like, it's all under a cohesive package, and yeah, like you you said it perfectly. It's all about what surrounds the music and the context. That's really cool. I've never heard it said like that before. Thank you.
1: You're welcome, my friend. Well, I, you know what? I can uh, pass that thanks on to one oh Tricks Point Never. I can't cite which interview it is, but he was actually the one who kind of put that word extra musical into my head and it just between reading his interviews interviews with some other figures like james ferrero just some people who are kind of considered seminal to the scene that really influenced a lot of my ideas which the thing with my music is that there are a lot of ideas that go into it that are kind of beyond the music itself while still being conscious of the music
0: Mm -hmm. oh i didn't realize you were um maybe not participating in the community back when they were making music that was like 2010 2011 um but you certainly seem knowledgeable about that stuff so just quickly people for people who aren't aware one of tricks point never is um chuck person who did echo jams now, when did you first hear echo
1: jams well i actually i don't go that far back myself oh. my friend um for me i kind of came around the scene in 2016.
0: Okay. And then you did your homework.
1: Well, actually, no, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, what happened for me was I was still using Spotify at the time. And as a listener and a producer, I wasn't really sure what I liked anymore. And this is going to sound kind of silly to say, but it was almost like a lot of music was just really boring me in general. And I know that sounds really arrogant, my friend. Because there's just so much music out there and so much quality, so much ability for selection. Mm-hmm. But that was just how I was feeling at the time. I was listening to, um, I was just kind of jumping from recommendation to recommendation, and it was a lot of uh, like dream pop and chill wave and or whatever people were calling it or or do call it. Yeah, it was just kind of a lot of things like that that felt it started to feel a little lifeless to me. And I know that's not really fair to say about the music itself or about the artists, but it was more my mindset at that time. I was still stuck in kind of my old ways of thinking about music, the, the studio ways of thinking about music. Right. And even with, with songwriting and what was inspiring me, there just wasn't a lot there. It just felt really redundant. And, i was i guess i didn't know when i found vaporwave but looking back i think i was just searching for something different and i know that sounds like oh well it should be easy to find something different but what was really cool about vaporwave to me was when i first heard it i was like what is this my friend yeah me porter hearing vaporwave for the first time i did not understand what i was listening to and the thing is i didn't know if I really really liked it or if i was really repulsed by it (laughs) i wasn't really sure either way but i had to know more Mm -hmm. i don't know if when i made my very first oh sorry no no go ahead when i made my very first vaporwave album i had only heard maybe five or six different artists and the problem here is they're not the artists that you think i would hear okay they're not like the big three or the most influential albums ever it was a totally random assortment so in the beginning when i was kind of searching vaporwave and trying to figure out what i liked what influenced me right away was telepath death's dynamic shroud the floral shop album uh an artist who's kind of obscure but has been so prolific clear vision dream productions uh the artist who operated uh, actually they still make music but they, back in the day they were called Syllabus. Mm. That was about that was about all I had heard up to that time and what kind of happened was I was still in that confusion phase of what is vaporwave and what exactly does it mean because at that time 2016 people had already pronounced the death of vaporwave yeah you know 10 times and we were kind of in this thing where everyone was calling everything vaporwave And for a newcomer, that can be really hard to to kind of parse because two people can come to Vaporwave from entirely different paths and they can get into Vaporwave listening to entirely different music because they have entirely different ideas of what that means.
0: Damn, that's so interesting. Like taking the perspective of the listener and not just saying, hey, what was the first album you heard, but what was your... Musical background, like before you heard, I I say this on the podcast. I've said it before. I don't know if you know who Josh Starkey is. We had him on the show.
1: Lost angles I know Hex Josh Decimer. Starkey, my friend.
0: Yeah, awesome. uh He's a he's the best man. Like nothing but amazing things to say about that guy, and a million things to say positive things. But he said something interesting. I'll never forget. It was when, uh, not for everybody, but often. When people discover Vaporwave, they're often already looking for something, but they don't know what that something is, but Vaporwave has it.
1: Wow, that's a great quote, and I feel like that describes exactly what I went through when I first discovered it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. So, Death's Dynamic Shroud, you're a big fan of them?
1: Yeah, well, actually, you know, I uh, I never took the time to go deeper into their discography which I do kind of regret because I've loved everything I've heard. But what made them so cool to me was because I was hearing it, hearing Vaporwave in general for the first time, and I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything had that kind of excitement of novelty. Yeah. But it was times 10 because the first things I listened to were all so different from each other. Like, Telepath and Death Dynamic Shroud. To, to play both of those for someone who has never heard of what Vaporwave yeah. is, that's going to confuse them. <laughs> yeah. And the, the cool thing, though, was after only hearing like five or six different artists, I said to myself, me, Porter, I'm going to try and make an album based on what I think this Vaporwave thing is. Mm-hmm. And when I made that album, as I was telling you at the beginning of the interview, for me, that was a chance to kind of unbreak... A lot of the rules that i had built up about making music over the years and so a lot of it was sounding <laughs> a little lo-fi a little rough and samples were things like mr bungle uh the sundays my chemical romance the stone roses uh because i immediately my first impression of vaporwave was wow this. This could be anything. And I think from the get-go, I was never really trying to figure out what Vaporwave is. I've always been kind of thinking about what it could be.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great attitude to bring to the the genre, I guess. And it's not a surprise that your music kind of has its own, maybe a little kind of pocket in the scene. I have seen some other artists, you know, and while their music kind of revolves around being rich sort of and living that high life like high fashion and all that kind of thing um and that's what kind of sets you apart because you have that you know winning attitude you just kind of um are that way you know
1: (laughs) yeah well you know i think the secret of success for that one my friend is the whole point of being the richest man is to help others do the same. As I say on my Twitter, this is not about me, my friend. I'm already rich. I already have it all. I don't need the money. I don't need the success. What I need is to get my clients pumped to do the same thing too.
0: Yeah, well you certainly do. I have some questions from some of your clients if you don't mind.
1: I would love to answer questions from my clients.
0: A gentleman named St. Cloud, at least I think, I don't know if you know them, but they wanna know who your inspirations were to kind of get you involved in music in general and what your inspirations were. You know, you said you got into Vaporwave after you already had a bit of a musical palette, but when did you first really like, get inspired to say, you know what, I want to make that?
1: Oh, wow. Music in general. Uh, it goes back to when I was a kid. I've, I've always gravitated towards music. Now, truthfully, I'm not quite like some of the people who are younger than me. Now, some of the people in vaporwave, you know, they are nineteen, twenty, maybe twenty-two, and you see these people so young who put so much energy into music, and for them, it's like there never was an option. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. Like I, I've heard that a lot, where it was like music was their their soul and It was almost a compulsion. And for me, as much as it's been a huge part of my life, and and it really does mean the world to me, as the richest man, I'm kind of all over the place sometimes. And I have a hard time focusing all of my energy into one thing. And the thing with me is when you hear the word passion, you hear that a lot because people tell you, even when you're growing up, passion chase your passion find your passion what are you passionate about and i think maybe that's not the correct way of thinking about passion because i think not everyone is wired to be passionate or obsessed with one thing which really is what that means is to be passionate about one thing is to either be obsessed or to be dedicated i think passion is more of a quality in and of itself and I think passion is a quality that I have an abundance of. And for me, music or any creative outlet is just a matter of projecting that passion.
0: Oh, absolutely. No, you, like that's kind of ties into what I was saying before. Like you don't really flaunt that sort of thing. It's just kind of a part of you. So that's really neat. I have another you question know, from St. Cloud.
1: Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, just just one comment on that. Um, I think there's almost kind of... An anti-brand there now let me explain Mm. that my friend because you might be thinking what is an (laughs) anti-brand and how is this porter bong (laughs) so in the 2010s the trend in the business world and in popular culture is people want their brands to be transparent and to be authentic more than ever Mm -hmm. people do not react kindly to things that they feel are plastic, where they feel, this is faking me. They don't like that. Disingenuous. And some inspirations for me, which people might not realize, because they probably think, oh, Porter Vong, this is someone doing a meme. They're, they're doing a vaporwave character, which has been done since the beginning of time. No, that's not what this is about, my friend. The, the anti-brand here and the ones I look up to for this kind of thing are two examples. I'll tell you them right now, my friend, George Clanton and telepath.
0: Mm.
1: Now I know what you might be thinking. Those two people could not possibly be any more different in how they present and how they deal with their promotion and music. Yeah. But hear me out. Okay. George Clanton. First of all, he has developed almost an anti-brand because his brand is himself. His brand is, uh, being George Clanton and being there for his his clients, <laughs> the, the Clanton tell, mm-hmm. and he he kind of uh, does a lot of what I'm doing in the sense of going onto Discord, uh, answering messages, and he has a lot going on. So he knows just as well as I do how hard that can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's that's his thing, and I think what makes that an anti brand as opposed to just someone being themselves, is the way that he's constructed, you know, a fan club. He's constructed 100% electronic of the label, and he's kind of built this sensation around 100% electronic con. But it's, it's hard to explain, but I guess in my wealthy opinion, it comes off the same way that you're describing me, as it's kind of just there. Yeah. And he's not really flaunting his brand that way that's just kind of who he is mm-hmm. and then the other example for the anti brand is telepath and this one is a little easier to make sense of because telepaths brand is basically saying nothing at all and pretty much literally letting music speak for itself right I mean it's it is not easy at all to be someone who can sell out two or three hundred tapes within minutes By just putting up a post, announcing it and not saying anything. Mm
0: -hmm. No hype, no working with other people to collaborate on the promotions. Yeah. So that's a great example of anti-brand.
1: But if you really want me to to dial in how that ties in with what I'm doing and, and how that compares, if you don't mind, my friend, let me take you back to the corporation I mentioned and how we got from there where we are today take me back so when i started my corporation some people might think for porter it's always about being happy about winning about the spirit of success but the truth about the spirit of success is that it is also full of defiance and a little bit rebellious Mm. so when i started my corporation for me that was a way of i guess rallying back against the corporate presence in my life, against what I wasn't happy with. For me, that was a way of reclaiming power. And the great thing about Vaporwave is you can do that poetically. I, I set the way with my living corporation and then to become the richest man. For me, that was about stepping down from the suite, stepping down from the penthouse stepping down from the corporate life to be up close and personal Mm -hmm. with my clients and so being the richest man it's not just about um you know flaunting success or or aggressively trying to make people feel optimistic it's about defying what it means to be rich defying what it means to be in the money and then to be a winner because you look around right now on twitter facebook any social media. You see the promoted posts. You see people who are telling you, I can sell you this knowledge on how to make money. And to me, I guess it's almost kind of conical. And just like I did with my corporation, becoming the richest man is kind of a way to reclaim all of that and to reclaim luxury, to reclaim wealth and to make that good money, that wholesome money.
0: Yeah, it's like I've heard people say the quote before, like, if you want to make a change, the best way to do it is from the inside. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's right. And and that's that was exactly what I set out to do when I started my Vaporwave Corporation in 2016. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the same thing I'm setting out to do right now. Amazing.
0: Well, you please, please keep it up. <laughs> oh, you know it, my friend. So I mentioned we have another question from St. Cloud. And he wants to know... You may have several properties around the world. You have a mansion in Singapore. and Right, right. Where do you find that the best way to be creative is with your music? Are you more of like a writing music on your yacht kind of guy or, you know?
1: That's a very interesting question, my friend, because as my clients know, being the richest man, it also means being the busiest. It means conference calls, international business flights, lack of sleep. It means all of these things. And so sometimes for me, one of the longest parts of writing my music is just thinking about it. And certain situations affect that differently. Like when I'm on my yacht, that's a time where maybe I want to play guitar or play absolutely nothing and just look out and think about what I'm going to create what secrets of success I'm going to come up with next. Mm -hmm. But I like, I like the mansion. Okay. And especially the mansion in Singapore, that is, that is the home base for when I need to say, okay, I'm in between international flights. I'm in between business. It's time to hunker down and do what I have to do for my clients.
0: Yeah, And what about the mansion offers that in the best way compared to the other places?
1: For me, simply feeling like a winner, feeling like a self-made millionaire, while I'm trying to put those vibes to my clients helps me to channel that energy, to channel Mm. the spirit of success, to give it to everyone else.
0: Yeah. It's like you're surrounded your, the atmosphere you built is came from you, the entire, everything you can see. So yeah, I guess that, that definitely makes sense. Do you have a morning routine, like a ritual maybe that kicks you into gear?
1: My morning routine (laughs) is. I hit snooze maybe <laughs> five or six times. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe people are thinking, <laughs> poor Duvang, the richest man, he must uh, he must do meditation and yoga and get at least eight hours of sleep every night. No, my friend, it's actually not quite like that. You see, sleeping, eating in the morning, doing everything perfectly all the time, that's not really important to my success doesn't need to be perfect success. What I'm doing is raw success. Mm. It's real success. And someone asked, <laughs> someone asked me on Twitter once, Porter, you use Discord, but I noticed you're using light mode. Why are you using light mode? <laughs> the reason I'm using light mode, my friend, is because it keeps my eyeballs awake on those red-eye flights, yeah. on those overnights when I still need to do business and I need to take conference calls. That's why I'm using light mode. Yeah. That's what I do in the morning, my friend, is... I open up Twitter and Discord on light mode and just scroll the page to get my eyeballs acclimated for the day mm-hmm. to burn the energy of success into my retinas. <laughs> yeah, a lot
0: of people would say using light mode is blasphemy.
1: Although, I will say if you've seen some of my screenshots, I have made the switch just letting some of my clients know that. I guess
0: it depends on the time of day, right?
1: It, it really does, my friend. Like I said, in the morning, you got those retinas, you're good to go for the day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a great little tidbit. I'll, I'll remember that. I'll try it out tomorrow. Secrets for
1: success. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so I've got a question from another client. It's from Beef Ant, and he wants to know. Oh
1: yes, my sweet client. I love Beef Ant.
0: They want to know how they go about getting someone to hire them.
1: To get someone to hire you, my friend, I know it's complicated. Because I know everyone says, you need experience. You need to have something to show for yourself. When you're starting from the bottom, when you're starting from scratch, how do you have experience? How can you show, this is what I've done? Let me tell you, my friend, uh, this person who's asking me this question, I distinctly remember talking to this client on Discord personally. And I'm saying that because they're a sweet client of mine. And I clearly remember the context of this conversation coming out of college, I believe,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and saying, how can I start when I've graduated? Now, let me tell you, when you're in college, tap into your network. Tap into your network. Let me say, tap into that network, my friend. Now, I know that word gets used a lot, network, network, and that doesn't really help you on how to do that. Let me explain. If you have professors, if you have any alumni that you're connected with, or maybe they have something going on, or maybe they can recommend something to you. Don't be afraid to send an email or, or send a message and say, is there anything that you know about? Is is there anything you can suggest to me? Tap into your resources heavily, because that really does make things happen.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's That is something that needs to be communicated and advertised more. I think that's a big mistake that I made in a rather large regret that I have I went to school for six years post-secondary and I don't work in the field that I studied because I was focused on getting you know my good grades in my you know my BFA I actually got a specialized honors BFA but I didn't network as much as I should have especially toward the end of my post-secondary because You know i switched schools at one point in the middle so i lost a lot of the connections um that i made at that original school and at the new school i was kind of like the new guy because i got thrown into third year and so i didn't do first and second year so i didn't make those those chemical that chemistry those bonds with the people the professors whoever and i kind of came in as like yeah i know everything i'm i'm really good work on my film it's going to be great not realizing that i wasn't really developing relationships with those people and staying in touch and continuing to communicate to communicate after the fact and just to check up on people even um whether it's a professor and just letting you know them know like hey i'm still alive and i'm interested in this now and here's a cool thing you might like like little things like that really really go a long way um from my perspective so i'm i'm glad that uh you agree?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And another thing I'll throw on top of that as far as finding a job, and even with or without education, is uh, as far as tapping into your resources, another thing to do is don't be afraid to, to be involved in Facebook groups. I mean, I know, I know that's a little bit of a private platform, and not everyone really wants to or knows how to put themselves out that way but you can join either groups that are based around your locality or they're based around the field that you're trying to get into and you can just just put yourself out there just by introducing yourself and or commenting on people's things or or even saying nothing at all and just looking for opportunities you can use resources like that and it's a lot easier than people realize to maybe you find something come up
0: hmm yeah you Got put yourself out there I guess that's what people keep saying but it's it's actually being conscious of what you're doing out there not just like okay I showed up now hand me the success please
1: yes exactly that's right it'd be like if I just came out and said hi Porter listen to my music I have no time to talk to my clients it just wouldn't work
0: yeah Exactly, and like I said, in my research, I see so many conversations you're having with people, but that's just the public ones. like I imagine there's even more the DMs, private messages and things like that. So just another shout out to you, my friend. You're really really helping the community out. Thank you. Um, I have a question from someone named Angel Angel Baby, and they actually called in to okay. ask this question on the private suite magazine Hotline. And left a voicemail. Um, So let's uh, listen to that now and see if we can answer that question.
1: All right, let's do it, my friend.
0: Hi, Mr. Vong. Uh, I'm calling in with a question for Mr. Vong. Uh, So uh, your name's Porter Vong.
1: Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, was Porter Vong your given name? Is that uh, the English translation of your name? Is that the English name that you've chosen? Uh, what, what is the story behind the name Porter Vaughn? Thank you. Love the pod.
0: Okay. I don't know if you caught all of that.
1: Yeah, I did, my friend. Okay, cool. So to answer about my name, it's, it's really simple. And I've actually had this conversation before early on. So Porter Vong is that my given name? No, Porter Vong is not my given name. That is not the name on my birth certificate. That is not my legal name. Where I go in the world as a real person. Mm-hmm. But is, is Porter Vong a, a fake name? Is it a fake person? No, it's not like that. The way I always tell my clients to think about it is like when you think of Lady Gaga, who has people who still call her Stephanie, that doesn't mean Lady Gaga is not Lady Gaga. Do you understand what I'm saying, my friend?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, just like I'm Porter Vong. Maybe some people call me something else. But Porter Vong is me, and I'm Porter Vong. That's, that's Porter Vong. Mm-hmm. And
0: how did you come up with the name?
1: I came up with the name, it's interesting. Obviously, one of my biggest inspirations early on was Mr. Tom Vu, who is the face of the spirit of success. He, he's just one of the many influences. And the name Vong, it actually comes from my baby sister's best friend, and the first name, Porter, was actually <laughs> just me trying to come up with something that would sound high class. Yeah. That when my clients hear my name, they know what it's all about. They don't need to look much further. They know that's the richest man. Yeah. Was it
0: like a like a port, like a boat
1: docking? Like
0: Because, you know, I, I certainly am not rich enough to be able to participate in that life. So you're a
1: porter? It wasn't like a... <laughs> no it was less of a yeah. <laughs> less of a port or a boat docking and more of like something to the effect of googling rich sounding names on the internet yeah
0: <laughs> crazy yeah i always thought it might have been like you prefer the port side to the starboard side
1: no i'm not going to tell you and tell you any story about my name friend it really is simple it's uh it is a tribute to one of the nicest people I know, mm-hmm. as well as a tribute indirectly to Mister Tom Vu, who he is from Vietnam, and it's just something that sounds what my clients might say, wealthy as shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to come up with a name for, with something. So, um, what is just to go back to your music production a little bit? What is your process for creating your vaporwave? known
1: so it has changed over the years but it's definitely become more refined now my process as it started with with my corporation was a lot about kind of taking the things from vaporwave that i liked the the tropes and kind of certain go-to techniques and also trying to subvert the things I didn't care about or didn't like. And that's one thing that goes into kind of the, the conceptual process. And as far as the musical process, uh, Vaporwave was my first introduction into sampling and chopped and screwed and kind of working like that. Because before that, I was really heavily into to pop music, rock music, and, and as a producer, especially electronic music. So when I got into vaporwave learning how to sample and, and this idea of not just using it as as a hook or a refrain in a pop song or not just turning it into some sort of cover or remix but actually flipping it completely mm. and changing it all around was was really fascinating to me and it was also the idea that there's this primal quality this this very natural quality to slowing down the music, which just happens to make you feel a certain way. It just is, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about if you've felt that slowed down kind of haunting feeling. And so that inspired me early on, but I think, um, I think something in my process that has become unique to me, The Richest Man, is the way that I perform my sample surgery yeah which is really not so much inspired by vaporwave at all but really comes from kind of my path through electronic music and and to be fair there is a lot of that in vaporwave because a lot of it it really is just chopped and screwed and plunder phonics uh things that people have been doing for years you know it's not like i came out with this from thin air but What I really liked and what I felt was lacking in Vaporwave, more of that kind of high octane and dynamic, kind of unpredictable quality.
0: Right. And you, so you don't, if I understand correctly, sample for all of the records though, right? You create your own sounds too?
1: That's right. My friend, um, on my mixtape, the idea with that, besides saying you can have it all to my clients. I also wanted my clients to hear, to hear that this was a mixtape and that this was sample-based Vaporwave. This was pure classic style. I, I really wanted to kind of convey that sound and convey that energy. And a part of doing that is going back to what I said about the beginning in Vaporwave, which is unbreaking the rules. And I didn't want to juice it up too much. Right. And so the the original material and the material i'm working on now that's going to be on the album came to win and the single that i just posted here to stay i felt that was the best first track i could release to kind of to kind of ease the transition for my clients from purely sample based vaporwave to a more eclectic kind of variety of sounds away from vaporwave
0: mm-hmm it's a really nice track uh,
1: here to stay Oh, I've... thank you my friend yeah oh for sure I, I was that... curious I was I was wondering uh, you know because my clients they've told me before Porter your uh, high octane your funky style it gets me ready for working in the week and for making money and I thought to myself well I wonder how my clients are going to receive maybe slightly different vibes. yeah and hopefully my friend you can tell me I still managed to convey the richest man, the spirit of success.
0: Yeah, I've been actually <laughs> absorbing it on loop. <laughs> uh, I have another question from some of your clients, some more questions from them. Yes. Uh, this one comes from Strawberry Station. If you could have one new client, anybody in the world, who would you like to have on board most?
1: <laughs> well, you know, my friend, I suppose... <laughs> I suppose the fluffy answer to this one is I welcome any new clients, but there is a real answer to this. If I could have anyone be my client, anybody in the world, and it's a client that I can't have, it would be one of my biggest inspirations, Keanu Reeve. Reeves.
0: Oh, wow. Keanu Reeves. Damn. I rewatched The Matrix <laughs> last night. Why Keanu? Yeah,
1: you know, Kea- well, aside from being Keanu, which I feel is self-explanatory. Uh, Keanu is one of the largest influences out of that composite, I told you, of, of the people who make up the spirit of success. Because it isn't just Tom Wu, okay? The other influences in there is Keanu Reeves, Andrew WK. You even have Billy Mays and Agent Dale Cooper in there. Yeah, And these, these are the influences who kind of make up the spirit of success and the demeanor behind me the richest man but also the sense of of good money of you know what this guy is rich but he might not be all that bad and i think that's kind of something i look to Keanu for
0: yeah i i saw an interview with somebody an actress who was saying a couple years ago ago before she was even an actress her car broke down on the side of the road, and who would sh- who showed up out of all the people that passed her and let her deal with her problem on her own? Keanu Reeves. And he didn't even approach her as Keanu Reeves. He just was like, hey, I, your car's broken down? All right, I'm going to push it. You get in the car, and you steer. And he pushed her all the way to, like, probably for quite a distance, too. It's like, wow, what a selfless attitude while being now successful. That is a success story. Yeah, Definitely that's really cool um question coming from your client Zero. zero. what are yeah zero, zero what are some of the biggest success stories you've seen artists maybe you personally look up to maybe apart from telepath and george Clinton, um that you see out of your peers like who are at the top of their game
1: well one uh one success story that i see that i feel is kind of Currently in motion and unfolding is my friend Tupperwave. Okay, he he is a great client of mine, and I'm also a fan of his music. And it's been really interesting in the last year for me to see his album "To You, Baby, With Love" starting as just this little tape, this little uh, vapor funk tape that nobody knew about, and all of a sudden, three of his vinyls in less than a year later are getting a hundred. Purchases each to be cleared mm-hmm. for release. That to me, Tupperwave is out there. He's he's killing it. He's doing it richest man style. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. And he's someone who likes to. I think you're so right about when you said to uh, about um, Beef Ants' question about getting a job. I think that what you said kind of translates into life as well like whatever you're doing if it's vaporwave it's if it's teaching in school like to kids or something it's all about connecting with people and interacting with them like that's that's life we're such social creatures kind of need each other um and the society we've created doesn't really require it anymore like you can get by in society without doing that sort of thing but are you going to be like is you know that are you gonna be a success maybe you have some more secrets to learn yeah exactly that's funny you brought up Tupperwave because he has a question as a client as well oh yeah he wants to know how you always find the ways to always bring that winning energy back to the community so much you know how do you and we've kind of touched on this a little bit but how do you manage to be so responsive to people?
1: Well, the thing is, and I've spoken about this to my clients, telling to my clients on social media that winning is not always happy. It's not always Mm -hmm. feeling good every day. It's not always waking up, feeling like successful at anything I do. For me, the richest man, I come from a sad, dark past. And that's just a fact. And that's not something I lie to my clients about because. I want them to understand where I came from, to be the richest man, and what inspires me to reach out to people, to be there for my clients, and to put out the winning vibes. It's, it goes back to what we were saying before in the interview about being defiant and kind of using this as my platform to turn something around or to be the change I want to be. And so really, that for me is the inspiration to, to keep being the richest man with the winning vibes, supplying mm-hmm. the motivation and success, because I have this idea that I've, I've always had in my life, and what kind of drives me is the idea that if I can empower myself, maybe me, Porter, I can liberate someone else to do the same.
0: Oh, it's such a, a determined attitude like the great great indicator of that is you have a broken arm and you you're still continuing to participate it's, it's crazy so you must yeah that you have an energy that just we're all all struck and by
1: it <laughs> thanks my friend but the truth is i think a lot of it really is trying to deliver that energy to myself too mm-hmm. because i wasn't always this way i wasn't always the richest man—he's gonna wake up and think about how to make others smile or feel successful. And it wasn't always Porter. He's gonna work as hard as he can, even with a broken arm, to make his success happen. It wasn't always like that. And so now, it's almost like I'm going into overdrive to catch up on what I've missed and make it happen.
0: Crazy. Well, I hope you don't burn out.
1: <laughs> as long as I have the winner's circle, my friend, we will keep going around.
0: Um, another client, Power me, wants to know what you think the future of vaporwave is going to sound like. Maybe a, a year from now, two years, five years.
1: Um, you know, a lot of people in the scene I've seen, <laughs> in the scene I've seen, <laughs> they uh, they philosophize about the future of vaporwave and, and kind of wonder what it's going to be. And one of the most common easy ideas is thinking oh well people just start sampling music from the next decade up and it'll just kind of shift in a line i personally in my wealthy opinion i don't think it will be like that Mm. i really think that the whole aesthetic between the 80s and the y2k all kind of coming together i think that will always kind of be the core aesthetic of niche vaporwave but then i think on beside that what will happen in the future is what's already been kind of happening the last few years where the vaporwave umbrella has expanded so widely i think the future of vaporwave will continue what's been going on with people just kind of calling anything vaporwave and kind of all of these ideas intersecting about what it really is And then I think there will always be that core kind of fandom, that core kind of base of people who are fiercely dedicated to it and fiercely dedicated to the music, especially, you know, like uh, the that's a fiercely dedicated community. And I think that's one of the things that is so powerful about Vaporwave is because even though, it's expanding the way it is and it's over a hundred thousand people on the reddit for example the the dedication of that kind of core community is really i feel it's it's unique in the sense of vaporwave being the first digital genre
0: A hundred thousand, holy cow i didn't clue into that that's a lot of people
1: yeah and and that's the thing about vaporwave too is you know <laughs> some people say it's dead um they say, yeah, people are beating a dead horse and there are no new ideas and it'll just kind of die out as a fad. But more and more people are getting into it than ever. And I've noticed myself as the richest man in the last couple of years, even a lot of the backlash and kind of naysaying about it has sort of gone away. Uh, I mean, it's still there, but I think really what's happening is no one really cares about that anymore because everyone who's involved with vaporwave and who likes it is just Mm -hmm. kind of focused on that enthusiasm and participating in that community
0: that's a great way to say it that's so true it's like screw the haters we have each other and there's so many of us a hundred thousand that's crazy gotta get some of those listeners on this (laughs) to tune into the podcast here that's so many people I can't even yeah well fathom. you know
1: the subreddit is um, let me just say it's a tricky forum to master is me saying it as diplomatically as I can
0: mm-hmm. I have not all of my interviews do well when I post them sometimes I don't even post them because I'm just you know maybe I'm too busy to to fight the not fight but to to work it in to be a success on the subreddit so i will
1: say that for anyone listening to this and anyone who might be my client wanting to know a secret for success in vaporwave specifically um as much as you don't really need the subreddit to engage people and build relationships i highly recommend it at the very least if you want more reach for your music you really you really should be at least putting your album links on the subreddit if if that's what you want if if you're wanting more people to hear it mm-hmm. just because it's a fact that that is the most uh the most used hub for vaporwave
0: true like if people more eyes will be on it that way than just from your inside of your own winner circle i guess even if they don't like it at least people will see it yeah, right well, direction.
1: like Reddit isn't really somewhere, like I can't go on there and just, I, it's not the place where I can go, um, you know, posting pictures and saying, hi, my friend, like, <laughs> you know, I can't engage with my clients the way that I can engage with them on all the other platforms, but it works mm-hmm. for strictly the music, which I think at the end of the day, if you're part of the winner's circle, the music is what kind of locks it in, right?
0: Mm, absolutely and I gotta say once again shout out to you for doing all that work and communicating with all those people like I see ex- just some of your comments for example like you people say they love you and you say no uh, maybe you love me but you don't even know I love you even more um, my clients are the best fans it is true of, of anything period you know just that's crazy uh, it's just so selfless. I don't know. You make everybody feel like a winner, and not everybody knows right away that they can be one too. So I guess that's part of the yeah. Well, persistence, right?
1: Thank you for saying that, my friend. Because I know, I know, not everyone understands Porter Vong right away. I know maybe they think the richest man. It, it's purely self-promotion. That's all it is. There, there's no way that Any of this could mean anything, but I think really it's no hard feelings on me if people aren't into it. Okay. I say that all the time, but I like to think my clients kind of know that there's something more going on, that there's, that there's something, something truer there that, Mm -hmm. that they can believe in.
0: Here's a quote. (laughs) I'm going to quote you if that's okay. All right. For me, the idea is the real winning is helping each other's do the same, like you said before. I want all my clients to feel like winners, and they deserve to be. I finally cut the red tape on Bandcamp, my friend, so that my clients can have the motivation and the winning winning energy that they need.
1: (laughs) How far do these quotes go back? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are you my client? Are you my sponsor, my my friend?
0: (laughs) We have some more questions from clients. All right. Um, These clients actually work on the magazine. You may know some of them. Um, Mackie?
1: Yes, uh, my good client Mackie.
0: He wants to know, out of all your travels over the years, what is your favorite restaurant that you visited?
1: Hi, my friend. My favorite restaurant that I visited is not what you might think from The Richest Man, okay? It was in Honolulu. I actually went there this year, and the place I went as my favorite I've visited it's called Zippies. That's it. Now, not being American myself, I don't know if that's a chain. I don't know if there's any other place called Zippies. But I know in Honolulu, there's one place called Zippies. 24 hours. I'm telling you right now, my friend. When you're tired, when you're the richest man, working all day and night, and enjoying some time in Hawaii as well, it's 2 or 3 in the morning. You need something to eat. You don't want Taco Bell or McDonald's. You go to Zippy's, have orange chicken, rice, the best curry ever. I'm telling you, Zippy's Honolulu.
0: Okay, I'll mark it down. Mark in case it down, I'm my friend. Go
1: go to Honolulu <laughs> on the island of yeah. Oahu and go to Zippy's.
0: Do you hear that, Mackie? <laughs> Book your flight. <laughs> he has another question. Okay. He sees okay, the initials for Porter Vong are P V and with like looking at the idea of that being just positive vibes. Porter Vong equals positive vibes. Shout out to Mackie for discovering that connection. Is this amazing foresight by you, or rather by your parents? Or is it just good fortune that you ended up that way? And I guess it wouldn't be your parents because you said that's not your legal name. So
1: that's right. Um, I would say that I would say that that is good fortune. But I would also note that my great client Mackie has a PV pretty vivid imagination
0: (laughs) (laughs) he definitely does but that's it's not a it's not a falsehood anywhere you see porter vong it's positive vibes
1: uh only for my clients my friend that's what it's all yeah
0: um one last question from mackie you can have it all the song appears to sample nine inch nails hurt and i know you Touched on this a little bit, but we wanted to know: Are there any other sort of sad or depressing songs that you've been interested in using? And I know you said your new record is mostly original material, but um, and we want to know about your sort of philosophy and your approach.
1: Um, yeah. So, for for any of my clients who haven't seen me talk about this, um, that song in particular, with Nine Inch Nails hurt for me. That song is more than just um, just a jam to say that my clients can have it all. And that actually comes from my past that I was talking about, the, the dark, broke past of sad, crying Porter. And so taking, mm-hmm. taking that uh, vocal from that song, that means a lot to me personally as well. I felt like it kind of conveyed this double meaning of like, yes, let's get pumped with Porter. Uh, let's win with the richest man. I can have it all just like him But it's also kind of those memories of mine and in my own voice Telling myself like you can rise up. You can have it all.
0: Uh, that's awesome It's nice to be able to flip it's like to take that those feelings and like turn them into something Different positive whatever you want to call it. That's really cool
1: in the future. Will I be sampling anything like that or kind of making music like that again? Absolutely. I'm not uh, planning to do away with samples entirely. And I think that will always be there. I I think of it like what people like St. Pepsi have done, where it's just kind of, I'm going to keep doing it as insofar as I can get away with it. And even when I don't get away with it, I might try and still break the rules just a little bit. To me, that's kind of the spirit behind that. And, and so I would say, yes, there, there will be more samples like that in the future where it's not just flipped musically, but kind of conceptually as well.
0: Sweet. Uh, on that note, where do you see, it's a question for me, actually, where do you see the future of Porter Vong heading?
1: Where I see the future of Porter Vong heading is, um, well, I have big ambitions, my friend, you know, me, the richest man. It only makes sense that I would have big ambitions for success, not Mm. only my success, but the motivation and the happiness of my clients. And what I see for Porter Vong is this, I've already kind of hinted at it on social media, but because I've already done for years, well, not, you know, years and years, not as long as the rest of my music, but for enough years that I don't want to say I'm finished with it, but I feel like, I've got what I need from it as a musician mm. to kind of yeah. step off the path and make my own. Right. And so for what I see for the future is definitely, definitely more original material and kind of different influences coming together for songwriting. I actually, if you're one of my clients, you probably saw that I tweeted 10 different artists and, and their albums that are inspiring me right now to work on the new album came to win. And some of those inspirations were like uh, school of seven bells, sleigh bells, uh, negative Gemini and clan and like Dillinger escape plan.
0: Oh, Dillinger All kinds nice. of
1: different things that are just, yeah. Dillinger escape plan. actually the, the album I listed on my inspiration list is their EP with Mike Patton called irony is a dead scene. Mm. And when I heard that EP as a kid, not only was it my first introduction to Apex Twin, because they covered Come to Daddy, but what they were doing as a band was was really cool to me at the time when I was first discovering that sort of music. You know, that was well over 10 years ago. But now I'm kind of taking all these influences, not at all from Vaporwave, and the ones that have endured my musical path and still sound fresh to me. I'm taking all of those and putting that into this new record came to win.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, you kind of spoke a little bit about potentially veering off a of vaporwave or experimenting with different things. And a sheepy turtle, one of your clients from private suite wants to know yeah. what would have happened if you didn't discover vaporwave? What would have been your other Sort of aspirations.
1: If I hadn't discovered vaporwave, I honestly think I wouldn't be the richest man, and that's because around that time, I had lost a lot of aspirations, and mm. that was you know before vaporwave. That was that was before the richest man. That was before I was in a place where I was ready to win and go after anything. Right. Um, I had, as I said, I was kind of disenfranchised with music at the time kind of not really not just bored with what i was listening to but as a musician myself i was kind of stagnant for even longer than that just not really feeling the motivation to, to make anything and i was i was working a humble past in retail for minimum wage working that life you know i've been, been down that road paycheck to paycheck and i think i can't really say that Discovering Vaporwave directly is what staying on that, but by by virtue of cause and effect, I think discovering Vaporwave put me on a path where music was going to become interesting to me again and excite me again. So it's hard to say, you know it's it's one of those questions, but that's that's how I look at it. I want to give a shout out to I want to give a shout out to Sheep, my great client, who I love, uh, my sweet client Sheep is constantly putting out similar vibes to me, the richest man, you know, helping people be positive, uh, be productive in the direction that they want to be defending people against bullying and gatekeeping and just keeping up winning vibes. So if you're listening, sheep, I love you. And I want to say, thank you. Richest man. Love you.
0: Aww. Um, we have a few more questions from sheep. How do you, if, if you have any like little tips or secrets that you follow, um, to deal with situations where you're having bad days and to change that into having that sort of upbeat sense about you?
1: Well, as much as on the bad days, and I do have the bad days, my friend, um, as much as on those days, you want to make it go away. You want to feel better. You want to feel happy and successful. Mm. I think one thing that I've really learned in my life that has helped me form this secret for success is learning how to allow the bad days if that makes sense yeah and i know that kind of sounds like maybe a little cliche but i i've really noticed it's made a difference in my life as the richest man to to say it's okay if i'm not winning today it's okay if i don't feel happy or successful this won't last forever and and i can feel better again but the other thing too and maybe this is easier said than done. But for me, the richest man, it's also learning to find even a little bit of beauty or something valuable in bad feelings and bad days. doesn't necessarily mean that you want that to happen or that you should look for them or stay in them, but you can find the value in them and eventually turn it into winning and success again.
0: Yeah, well, you you, you were kind of saying like, You've been down that road, right? So maybe those things that happen to you, those bad days, are actually what sort of builds character and makes you humble and appreciate when it is going going well.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, my friend. And let me be clear that, again, I know that might sound a little cliche. And even as the richest man, I, I know better than to think that there's one way for everybody to have the success. There's one way for everybody to figure it out like I did. No, I don't think that at all. I think it's true that a lot of bad things can build character, but a I don't think it's necessary. You know, I don't think anyone who's had more more bad days necessarily has more character. Do mm. you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. You're you're true. It's not yeah, it's yeah. not as simple as that and it's not going to work for everybody okay another one from sheep how does porter vong deal with competition
1: a simple simple question my friend me porter vong and you can mark my words on this one me porter vong i do not compete i collaborate and that is the secret to my success and the success of the winner's circle the happy motivating vibes that i give it's not about competition my friend i'm trying to help people win like me I'm not trying to see them lose
0: yeah exactly I guess when you think about it with the mindset of competition you're probably you know kicking yourself in the foot or whatever that ex- expression is is like an example that comes to mind is Microsoft actually you know they used to be known as the bully in the industry and that's how they got their success like sort of in the 80s early 90s by buying out all these smaller companies and taking away their you know their product that they care so much about, rebranding it and treating customers poorly, charging, you know, but since like they have a new guy in charge now, and uh, since a a couple years ago, they've kind of completely flipped their approach to serving people with the technology. And now we're seeing them adopt like Linux and work with all these different open source organizations to really like make the technology of the world better and not just like own it all for themselves right
1: yeah that's right and i should point out that one important thing to the portavong mindset and my secret of success is as i've said i'm already on top i'm already rich i'm already a winner and it's not about what do i have or what do i own or what have i accomplished it's just like I tell my clients, the first step to winning is thinking like a winner. And so for me, I can go forward thinking like I have already won. I don't need to worry about winning. I don't need to worry about competition because I'm living like I'm already on the top. And that's where I get the confidence. That's where I get the motivation and that's where I get the inspiration to be with the winner circle my clients helping them do the same thing.
0: Mhm. So well said. It's like just trust yourself. Another client from the magazine, Pony, Pony Danza. They want to know what your plans are. And I've touched on this a little bit, but he wants to know how you plan to ensure continued growth of not just you, but your your clients.
1: So to ensure my growth, um, part of what we, we've already talked about is musically, I've been going for a sound that is maybe appealing to more people but at the same time without compromising what made my corporation so special and what makes me porter vong the richest man you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and the other thing is obviously uh for porter in my life the social media is a huge part of everything i'm doing right now and so to ensure my continued growth i think the strategy there is to is to keep doing this sort of reverse funnel where me, Porter Vaughn can start appealing to more and more people to, to a broader audience, but still keeping this fundamental identity and sort of creative integrity that I believe drives the richest man project.
0: One last question from one of the, one of our clients, your clients is Daniel okay. deliriously. Daniel also from the magazine. And he wants to know what is the, most profitable vaporwave subgenre to invest in.
1: The unbiased part of me wants to tell you, listen, my friend, future funk seems to be inexplicably hot right now. Um that's trying to speak objectively based on what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. even though I may or may not understand it myself. And if I'm being biased, I would say take that same funk, but maybe Tone it down a little bit and more of a vapor funk thing like Topper Wave or Yeah. This person I know, uh this person I know who does some funky stuff, his name is Porter, Porter Vong, maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. that's the biased answer of what, what you should join for the profit.
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you've I just interviewed Tokyo Wanderer a few days ago. A week ago maybe.
1: Oh, I don't know them.
0: They're future funk artists and they I I highly respect them because they're taking that future funk idea and then changing it into something or morphing it into something that they want to make and not just, you know, create or use the recipe for success <laughs> that uh, so many people are following. So they incorporate a lot of live instruments that they actually play and they play live with their fu- their future funk set or whatever genre you want to call it with those instruments and it's definitely more like vapor funk like you were saying i've actually not heard that term before but that fits perfectly so check them out everybody if you haven't yet tokyo wanderer new album coming out actually august 25th right before electronicon speaking of electronicon right. actually um i hear you may be making an appearance
1: yes my friend i've uh, i've been doing everything i can to try and pull it together Not as a performer or anything, but still just to be there with my clients.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited for that. And hopefully we'll get to have some fans be treated by your physical presence. It's going to be very interesting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I want to know, because you continue to um, permeate these different subgenres and different people and groups with your positive vibes and your winning energy... Um, do you have a particular sort of diet or things that you might say are beneficial to put in your body to help with uh, you know, what you're doing?
1: I'm going to tell you right now, my friend. Uh, water is one of the most important things that goes into my body. Yes, the richest man, I am obsessed with water. And I know that is absolutely basic. That is the most vanilla answer I could give you. But I cannot stress it enough for your success. Stay hydrated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess yeah, uh, yeah, you're not just the kind of guy who's um, enjoying the water on his yacht, things like that. But you're actually, you know, true to the traditional, you know, approach to health. Not just um, living that life of excess, but actually, you know, being mindful of your body and being aware of what it needs.
1: Yeah, well. The truth is, uh, just like everything else, it wasn't always that way for me, and I haven't always tried to take care of myself. So, just like, just like trying to be the richest man and turn towards the successful vibes and focus on the way my life and happier and better. And so that's that's one of the changes that is newer to me, and wasn't always like that i wasn't always taking care of myself and my body and i've done some things that even still i may be damaged from but at least now i can look at it and say okay i'm ready to win i'm ready to change i'm going to do what it takes
0: Mm -hmm. i want to know because you're so busy you're doing so many things traveling all the time making music interacting with people having these long-form conversations on discord on twitter doing this podcast, which is two hours of your time at least, do you ever take any days off? And if you do, what do you like to do? Like what activities do you do? You know,
1: the problem with me is that I don't really take days off. And so that's how I end up being what my clients know as in between conference calls, in between international business all the time. And then when I do have time, I'm pretty much putting that entirely into my music. Um, but I will say I Mm. am a family man and I don't, I don't have too much of a need anymore for being around people. And I think that's the beauty of the internet, letting me interact with my clients and be there for them and still live my life is I can kind of be myself, but not be totally alone, not be totally isolated. But as far as what I'm doing for fun, honestly, at this point, I'm not even really thinking about what is fun or what is work. I'm kind of just in this mode where I'm doing what I feel like I have to do and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. When you're making your music, and you know, I'm sure it's not uh, as simple as some people make it seem, like you just come up with your idea, use these tools, make the sounds, throw it together, export it and you're done. Um, I wonder if you have any struggles or any obstacles you find that you have to overcome when you're making it, do you have any tips you can offer people for sort of blowing off steam?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, I will ask, should I be answering that in regards to music in general or specifically my vaporwave process? Because honestly, there is quite a distinction.
0: Um, Let's do both then, because I, I only was thinking of it from the kind of like, life perspective like you know it's not going to be just music that is um a challenge
1: right oh okay i see I you okay well yeah definitely i can answer on that perspective then as far as life um i mean i think for me music is an outlet for helping to blow off steam as you said but at the same time I don't really experience what some people do where the dark times or the depression causes them to immediately make music or immediately make art or immediately reach for their outlet. If anything, I have the opposite problem where Mm -hmm. when I'm in that moment, I'm incapable of doing anything. And then it just kind of continues the circle of guilt and everything. And so going back to the whole story of my past, what I'm doing now and working this hard, is sort of me challenging that and saying okay i'm not going to let that happen i'm not going to be in that place where i can't even do what i want to be doing because i just don't have the energy or the inspiration so channel it yeah use it
0: yeah can you tell us a bit about your aesthetic you post a lot of pictures with your you know when you post in general Um, You reply with pictures. You just kind of show people what exactly it is you're up to sometimes. So how do you sort of plan out your aesthetic and your visible uh, side to your music, your visual side, rather?
1: Well, the visual side, it's my aesthetic is honestly still in development, as you'll see with the next album and everything I have planned afterwards. But so far, I think the way it's coming together, when you look at the album art, if you've seen it for my next album, Came to Win, uh, it's on my social media. I've posted that album art. It was created by... This is a shout-out, by the way. It was created by the artist Synchro Start, who was awesome. Go check out Synchro Start. You can find them on Gulf Audio Company, another great label, another shout-out. Anyways, um, I think the key... <laughs> to my aesthetic is that there's more than just the superficial presentation of money and luxury and the face of the spirit of success. And you look at the album art coming for came to win the next album, I think there's a quality there that is almost kind of mystical, kind of mysterious. And it almost kind of puts this sort of conceptual weight onto the superficial imagery of the money and the riches. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that is kind of a continuation of what I've always done and what I've done in with my corporation in Vaporwave, which I operated under for a few years. It was always kind of about taking this aesthetic or this imagery that some people might think is really shallow or superficial or kind of mundane and finding the beauty or the other applications of that really really what i'm telling you about is that's totally what vaporwave has been is about taking superficial or plastic or kind of uh you know commercial imagery and putting it into this new light
0: With the pictures that I was just talking about, that you know, not just your album art, but your the aesthetic Mm -hmm. behind your brand, sort of. I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to call it a brand, but um, it looks like you have a lot of situations, at least, where you're exercising the high life. You're living that. You know, you're actually enjoying some of the success that you've worked so hard for, and not just continuing to. You know, push push it out, like you said. You you're always working. You don't really take any days off. So, how do you balance like that party lifestyle with your um, your kind of more professional business approach so the, to, to music? The and life? idea
1: is two things. For one, I would say it's quality over quantity. Okay, so the few times that I get to sit down. get to have a party or have all my clients i'm going to really enjoy that and it's going to be the most successful thing ever that's how i do that and then when i show that in my pictures showing my clients me porter i'm living the high life uh porter vong he's always on a yacht he's always by his mansion Uh, just because i'm not necessarily doing that all the time doesn't mean i want my clients to think that it doesn't happen because I want them to understand that they can do that too. I want them to to understand the work and the play, the work hard, play hard, play hard, rich. So they can follow the example of what goes into this. And the other thing too, I think when people see the pictures of me living the high life, speaking to them from the mission in the yacht, I think in a way, correct me if I'm wrong but it, it maybe it puts them at ease. Maybe it makes them feel like I'm right there with Porter Vongtu. too.
0: Absolutely, I can't wait to actually get on that yacht myself and go uh, go partying with you.
1: Oh, you know my friend, Private Suite Cruise.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that would be amazing. We should totally coordinate that. So Porter, it's been an absolute blast having you on the show. I have uh, exhausted all the questions from the clients for today. So I just want to know if you have anything you want to say to your fans, to the Vaporwave community in general, and just anyone listening to this, and maybe some shout-outs you want to give as well before we hit
1: the road. Firstly, I want to say thank you for having me, and I want to thank everybody on the entire private suite team for giving me, the richest man, a chance to speak to my clients and to speak to the rest of the Vaporwave world in general. So that's my first shout-out. Big thank you. Thank you so much, my friend.
0: I'm so glad we were able to do this. You and I have been talking for a few months now, and with a little bit of help from um, Sheepy, Sheepy Turtle, uh, Pony, Danza, and Mackie, we were able to kind of say, hey, you know, let's, let's actually use our magazine and our podcast to help sort of facilitate some of the communication between you and your fans and just have them get to know you a little bit more. So thanks again.
1: Uh, the pleasure is mine, honestly. And the last thing I want to leave you with and leave my clients with is one last secret for success for me, Porter. Okay? Um, okay. If you're listening to this, chances are you are in or around Vaporwave, just like me. And you're wondering, how, how can I be like Porter? When is Porter going to tell me something that I can use to be successful and rich like him? You can listen to this whole interview, you can follow my social media, and the secrets for, for success are everywhere. That's all you have to do is follow and it's free to be my client. But I'll tell you right now, one of the things, you don't need to be the richest man. You don't need to have a persona. You don't need to go all out on creating something. There's no no gimmicks. Just don't be afraid. Okay, I'm not gonna say just be yourself because I know that cliche and no one really knows what that means Okay, but just don't be afraid to be what you want to be
0: I actually think there's like not even a version of yourself Like what is it like you're saying? What does it mean? I think it's all about The circumstance the situation you're in who you're around and what sort of attitude you want to put out into the world
1: Yeah, exactly Um, I mean, one of the most important things to getting me to this point is other than having a unique brand, okay, that clearly entices people and attracts newcomers. Other than that, there are people who've known me longer and they know that what I'm doing is not, it's not meant as a meme. It's not meant to troll anybody. Or anything like that it's it's a genuine effort and i really do hope that anyone in the winner circle anyone who's on board with the richest man is whether they even like my music or not can take something from that that either inspires them to work at something they care about or as simple as just giving them a smile that's all i could ask for really
0: mm, that's so nice Okay. I've got one last question for you. Okay. And then we'll take off to you, Porter Vong. What exactly is vaporwave?
1: What is vaporwave to you? To me, if you're asking for my luxury take on what exactly is vaporwave, I think vaporwave is the secret little doorway between the pre-internet world and the post-internet world where once you walk through it, you see the world differently than anybody else who kind of just got swept from one to the other and either didn't get to appreciate the things from the pre-internet world or just forgot about them.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Like the early internet world. That's so—that's such a cool way of describing it. It's like this, not purgatory, but you go through the door and it's like, you're seeing the world of, especially of music for exactly what it is and not just, um, uh, not a victim of it. Um, but like a, a standby,
1: like a bystander, right?
0: Bystander. Yeah. That's the word.
1: Yeah. Well, you think about it. Okay. Every generation has nostalgia, uh, you know, pop culture. That's how pop culture works. but, There's clearly something very, very different about what is nostalgic right now and what is the trend right now, as opposed to what was nostalgic for people maybe in the 50s or 60s or 70s. And all of that, I feel, revolves entirely around the internet as the changing point. And I think that's what makes. The aesthetics and the nostalgia in vaporwave, as well as all the nostalgia in the mainstream, I think that's what makes that unique from any other generation of nostalgia. Is mm-hmm. how the internet has affected that.
0: Yeah, that's so crazy, and it's not something you can really like write down as an explanation because it kind of lives in the minds of each person that experiences it. Well, that's a great way to end it, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, any shout-outs you want to give before we take off?
1: You know, if I was going to try and do individual shout-outs to my clients, I think I might be here all day long. Yeah. Uh, I will give <laughs> I will give one little shout-out because I feel like it's owed. Um, other than you and the Private Suite team, who I'm very thankful for having me here today and giving me this platform to speak to my clients, someone else who has helped me have a platform to interact with my clients and to put out the successful vibes is George Clanton. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I really feel like I should acknowledge that he sort of took an interest in me out of nowhere. And then it ended up with me getting more involved with people in his fan club. And there's just kind of a, a funny, unique, strange, serendipitous connection there. But I, I do have to say a thank you to my friend George Clanton for helping out me, the richest man.
0: I hope he listens to this. We'll see. He's a hard man to track down.
1: Uh, the thing with my friend Clanton, he he is uh, he's working hard. Let's put it that way. And yeah. I, think, I don't want to say that he's in over his head sometimes, but I think he is taking a lot and is learning what he is capable of. Put it that way. And I yeah, commend him for well, sure. by the way. That that is definitely no insult. That is that is words of admiration from me, Porter Vaughn.
0: You definitely like he's the first person to do a lot of these things we're seeing, and he's pulling each of them off like so freaking well that it's like, Yeah, yeah, you're right, he is busy.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and I feel like his ethos and, and what he's doing and having this kind of landmark event and vaporwave will hopefully inspire other people to think harder to think bigger about what they can do how how can they make an impact how can they make a change how can they participate in just you know just trying to do what i'm trying to do just keep the chain going of inspiration Clanton noticed me and you know i i have to say that his recognition has helped me out a little bit in his support. And, and I've also become a big fan of his music. And mm. people are inspired by me, Porter Vong. And so I'm hoping that there's kind of just that chain there of anyone who is maybe inspired by me will also try and participate and, and do what they want to, to work on and just break out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, you've inspired me. I'm trying to make some vaporwave now, I'm trying to sing right. also for some established vaporwave producers because you've really been a a mentor for me like a hundred percent and i'm sure for a lot of other people too so thanks again portavong
1: thank you my friend
0: anytime it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show i think we're gonna have to take off now but uh we'll continue talking and we're very much looking forward to your continued success in the future as uh yeah as your clients
1: thank you my friend wishing success and blessings to all the private suite listeners and all my clients out there amazing
0: okay well have a great rest of your day i hope it's uh gonna be a winning day for you You
1: too let's go get it
0: let's get it Morning. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right all the best
1: bye Hello,
0: and thank you for listening to our episode with the richest man in Vaporwave, Porter Vong. Thanks again to Porter for coming on the show and giving us his time. The first song we heard was a song by Porter. It's a new song by him, so definitely go check it out if you liked it. It's called Here to Stay, and it's going to be on their new record. And definitely give Porter a follow if you're not following him already. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they have everything. If you want to pick up a physical copy of Private Suite Magazine Issue 8, you have until July 30th. That is the cutoff day for Patreon, so get your get your magazine before it's too late. Uh, and keep your eyes on our website, PrivatesweetMag.com. We're going to be having some interesting things go up there soon, as, as well as... Uh, actually, maybe I better not tease it yet, but keep your eyes peeled there. As always, we're going to leave you with some music, two songs by Porter, the original songs from his existing record. The first song being Have It All, and the second one being Get It Now. Thanks as always, everyone. We really appreciate it. It means the world to us that you're listening. We have more people tuning in with every episode, so that's really awesome to see. Can't thank you guys enough. All the best and take care.